We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome to Believing the Bible with Scott Lane and Terry Reed of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association with today's message of hope in today's troubled world based on biblical truths. We hope that today's program is enlightening and inspirational. Grandpa, Grandpa, guess what? My teacher said that evolution is about science and religion is about faith. Is that a fact? Did you ask your teacher how she knows? Oh, Grandpa, it's in the science book, so it's got to be right. Science books used to say that the earth is hollow, but that was wrong. So be careful about trusting everything you read in science books. But the book I do trust is the Bible, the Word of God, which has never been proven wrong. Now, when someone tells you that evolution is science, you need to ask them to define what science really means. The root word of science means to know. And most dictionaries define science to mean knowledge about the natural world that is based on facts learned through experiments and observations. Now, if you ask your teacher to define evolution, what would she say? She read from our textbook that evolution is the theory that all kinds of living things that exist today developed from earlier types. Do you know what that actually means? I guess that means that simple creatures became more complex creatures over millions of years, right, Grandpa? Your definition is right, but did your teacher say evolution was observed or tested by experimentation? She just said that different fossils showed changes, like the horse. Does that prove evolution? No, not the kind of evolution that says that you and I used to be a simple cell. In the case of the supposed horse changes, some of those so-called older horse ancestors are found in the same or newer layers as the modern horses. Also, many of the presumed horse ancestors are more likely totally different kinds of animals. So what does that mean about evolution and science? It means that evolution is not science, but has to be taken by faith. So evolution is a type of religion too. But unlike Christian faith, evolution has not been affirmed by true science, whereas the Bible has never been scientifically proven wrong. And that's a fact. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed and Dr. Carl Williams, all directors at the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. We are here to reassure you that you can believe the Bible from the very first verse. We're talking today about whether evolution is science or not science. And there's a philosophical background to this. Terry, you have some points on that. Yes. I actually posted an article on July 29, 2015, and it's science versus religion. That ends with a question mark. And some of the points that I make to summarize are how science has been taken over by philosophical materialism 
which is actually a religion. The general theory of evolution is based on philosophical materialism. Philosophical materialism is the belief that matter and energy are all that exist. In other words, even we're just matter and energy and nothing else. That's all there is. And it is an attempt to try to explain things without God. And philosophical materialism forms the basis for secular humanism and atheism. Just to give you an example, Bill Nye, who claims to be just all about science and not about religion, in 2010, Bill Nye, the science guy, received the Humanist of the Year Award from the American Humanist Association. Now, if he's just all about science and not about religion or philosophy, why would he receive the Humanist of the Year Award from the American Humanist Association? It's a great question. Now, that looks at, at this discussion philosophically. Carl, let's get back to what science is and how that impacts this discussion. Well, science is to know. In other words, it is a learning process. It is taking what we observe and figuring out if it's true, and we do that by observing it, we do it by testing it, we do it by repeating things. All of our technological advancements are based on science, observable science. Our computers, our TVs, our cell phones, all those things have been observed, tested, repeated to the nth degree to make sure they work every time. And if it wasn't observable, testable, repeatable, then your cell phone wouldn't work every time. Your computer, well, of course, maybe your cell phone doesn't work every time. But <laughs> So as far as what science is, it is a, a tangible, uh, for the most part, method of recording what we know about the universe. Now, obviously, God is something that's intangible to us. We can't test God. God's not going to let us look at his palm and uh, or, or listen to his heart rate or... Uh, listen to his pulmonary functions, it, it, you know, he, he is above all that. And that is where the evolutionist uh, will say that, well, there is no God because he doesn't allow us to test him. We can't find <coughs> him anywhere. But the evidence that we are here in the first place shows that somehow we got here. And scientifically, there is no way to explain how we could have gotten here without something who is beyond our scientific understanding. Well, that goes back to the comment of uh, Aristotle with his unmoved first mover, which is one of the first logical proofs of the existence of a creator, of a God, of a, of a first sustainer and maker. You are listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed and Dr. Carl Williams and our producer, Ed Salzadel. If you would like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A dot org. Today we're talking about is evolution science. Well, as the prompt in the skit talked about, the horse series has been debunked. We find Equus, which is the modern horse, through all layers of strata that the other two, Merchippus and, and the first one, supposedly existed in. You can't have the grandson there before the grandfather. So in spite of the fact that that uh, horse series was included, in the Witty Museum exhibits about four years ago, four or five years ago now, it shows how little evidence they're really dealing with. Variation fits both theories. So if we're talking about evidence and observation, that's a wash. 
But what we find in the strata is no shift in kinds. We find no transitional form from one kind to another. Yes, you can find variation from one species to another, but from one kind to another, it is not found. That backs the creation side and not the evolution side. When I do a 10-hour seminar with people on creation versus evolution, at the end of that time, because this is not something that you can just have a five-minute soundbite discussion on, but when you look at the evidence on both sides, the consensus always is that it takes far greater faith to believe in evolution than it does in creation. There are 200 places in the Bible where it talks of science, and those are always found to be correct. Just four of them. Creation agrees, and the Bible agrees, with the first law of thermodynamics. The first law says that matter is neither created nor destroyed by normal chemical means, which means simply things just don't pop into existence. And yet the evolutionary theory says that on two different occasions, everything, all matter and energy, pop into existence from nothing, and that life came from nothing. So it violates the first law. The second law of thermodynamics says that everything is winding down. Everything is wearing out. And Psalm we, 102. Psalm 102. And, and, and point of fact, that's just one great example, Terry, because there are about five or to ten different places in the Bible where it talks about how the earth and everything is wearing out like a garment. Creation the, groans. The creation <laughs> groans from, from the fall, yes, and is looking forward to the day when it will be restored. The Bible repeatedly agrees with the second law. Because that was a law established by God, which was a penalty for us for what we did. Evolution, ridiculously, says that this well-observed phenomenon doesn't exist. That everything is not wearing out. In fact, it is winding up. It is getting better because evolution moves forward. The Bible agrees with the law of biogenesis, with the idea that life always comes from life. This may be the single most observed scientific experiment in the history of man. That's what we've always seen. Life comes from life. And yet evolution says that at one point life came from lifelessness, and that has never been observed. When you get these claims by evolution that says such things, you have to wonder, is it really science? It doesn't operate like science. And also, you talked about your discussion, your lecture. How can people get a hold of those lectures? Well, of course, we will be happy at any point to come out and give people anything they want in terms of presentations or lectures. But one way that people can easily get those is that they have been recorded on YouTube and there are links for those that our producer Ed Salswadell has put up on the title page for our website. And so you can click on those and link to those at any time and get that whole lecture series. Any other thoughts, guys, in terms of science and evolution? Because I don't think it is science. Well, I can tell you what George Washington Carver said in a 1925 letter to Reverend Lyman Ward. Carver stated, I am not interested in science or anything that leaves God out of it. So he believed that God was the origin of science. And that is the, the basis for uh, creation apologetics, is that if there were no God, we could have no science. And that's how this whole discussion has been turned on its head in the last hundred years. Science throughout the history of the Western world was trying to think God's thoughts after him, trying to discover what he put together, trying to make sense out of the fact that you could actually make sense of, of everything. And the fact now that we're trying to say, well, it's all just matter and energy, that it's all haphazard, that it never was designed. When we see design everywhere, makes no sense. And you have to ignore science to come up with such ideas.
Yeah. Carver, he believed that God created the peanut for a purpose, and he was driven to find out what that purpose was. Information for creation events around Bear County can always be found on our website's calendar page. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A.org or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletters. You can also call 210-599-7240 to request having the newsletter emailed to you. Our website also has a link for contact information on which you can order our newsletter. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That's whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That's Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical perspective. SABSA meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. at the Jim's Restaurant on the corner of San Pedro and Ramsey. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County as well as the availability of hundreds of books and videos on these important subjects. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to this show anytime by going to the AM630 KSLR, the Word in South Texas website. Click on KSLR Podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. I'm Scott Lane and with Terry Reed and Dr. Carl Williams. Thanks for listening and we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible.